Hey guys, as you may or may not know, we at Liberty Tree have an apparel site with lots of cool stuff on it. I like to think of our line of clothing as subversive high fashion. Our clothes let you wear your heart on your sleeve and express your descent with quality and style. We would really appreciate it if you all checked out our stuff to see if there was something for you or another lover of liberty in your life might like. Um, remember back in the summer of 2022 when the ruling regime doubled the size of the IRS and then lied and told us it was not to squeeze every last cent out of the middle class, but instead only to go after their own rich friends? Well, here's what we want to do. For the rest of 2022, we're going to run a special on our Defund the IRS t-shirts, which come in red, black, and heavy metal green, uh, excuse me, heavy metal gray, where you can purchase this shirt for 20% off. Here's the thing, though. We don't want you just to buy the shirt for yourself, although that would be nice. We also want you to buy this shirt and send it directly to your congressional representative. Go to our website, libertytreelifestyle.com, add the shirt to your shopping cart, and then enter your representative's name and address in Washington, D.C. to have it shipped directly to the Capitol. We've included a link in the shirt description that will show you your particular congressman's address. Let's let these bastards know that we are for defunding the IRS completely, and let's do it in style. Mm -hmm. You ever get the feeling that everything in America is completely fucked up? You know that feeling that the whole country is like one inch away from saying, that's it, forget it. Let's see. Thanks, Mr. Uh, now look, here's a house full of bees. Like you think the honey badger cares? It doesn't give a shit. Listen, let's get one thing straight. Price is right. Guns don't kill people. I Uh, rushing home from church and listening to Too Short. I don't think I've, that's quite the contrast. <laughs> There's a reason I picked Too Short for our intro today. Okay. Any, any guesses uh, what that might be? I can't put my tongue on it. It is Too Short Day in Oakland in honor of the iconic hip hop ah. artist. The city unveiled a street named in his honor. A crowd braved the rain to see the official dedication of Too Short Way. It's near Fremont High School. Then at Too Short's alma mater, a big celebration of the rapper. As you can see right there, the stands are packed, and so was a gym floor as a marching band played for Too Short. Fellow legendary rappers Ice Cube, Mr. Fab, and Sway Calloway took turns talking about how influential Too Short is. The rapper also also got a framed proclamation of his day and then took to the mic himself. 
I came here and I had the ability to rap. I, I had my little music, musical talents and stuff. But when I came here, the one and only thing that inspired me to become the rapper I was, that I am, is Oakland, California. Two Short Way is located on a three-block stretch of Foothill Boulevard between 47th Avenue and High Street. Today is a great day. I hate the Bay Area. I hate San Francisco. I, hate, I don't like Oakland. Well done, Oakland. That is badass. Well deserved. For yes, sure. you guys well named the street after Too Short. So this, that is really cool. This kind of ties into what we were talking about in our last episode about people really giving a shit about celebrities. Uh huh. It doesn't. Uh, and I love Too Short. Uh huh. You know, I love his dirty rap lyrics. I love his beats. I love you know listening. I, I wouldn't. L say he's a role model. Uh -huh. I wouldn't let my son listen to him right now. Uh, but I like his music. But I can't imagine honoring him with naming a street really after him. I think that's awesome. I think it's just it's so weird to me. Like it just well, it's, it's it's super weird. Like what what made too short was how fucked up your city is. Uh-huh. If your city wasn't this fucked up, there would be no too short. The guy is a pimp. Mm -hmm. He grew up in the ghetto, mm -hmm. right? All of these things are not what you would you know, necessarily want your city to be known for. And now, you know, you're going to... But it is. So they named a street after him. Yeah, it's just so It all makes sense. It's just, Yin I, to the Yang, he uplifted the community through a form of creativity, maybe like instilled some confidence in young men to go out and like talk to girls. I'm not saying it's in the best way possible. But <laughs> no? I'm just, trying, I'm just trying to pull the positives from the negatives, you know? I, I got a little... I appreciate the effort. Here's where we introduce our guests. <laughs> uh, if, if you recognize that, you might recognize that voice uh, from the Spitballers podcast. This is uh, Polo. What's your? I don't know your last name. My last name's Greco. Polo Greco. Polo Greco. Damn, that's a strong that's a name. Tough name, dude. Fuck yeah. My real name's actually Leopoldo, but I've been nicknamed Polo ever since day one by my grandpa. Uh, no shit. Yep. But thank you guys for having me, man. I'm excited to be here. This <laughs> Absolutely, awesome. dude. I love the. I fucking love the way we went into this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> I was not expecting it, but it was absolutely awesome. Rad. We were. We were. We had a party here last night. And then uh, we were drunkenly coming up with different ways that we were going to try to mess with you when you're here. Like, what if we just went into some like <laughs> insane conspiracy stuff and like we just didn't really let you talk? And every time you piped <laughs> up, I held it in my hand like, no, 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 no. Like, what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, it'd be hilarious, but I'd probably be, if you guys didn't let me talk, I'd probably be agreeing with them because I'm a bit of an insane conspiracy theorist myself. But all my conspiracy theories are starting to become true. So I'm yes. sort of running yeah. out of them lately. Join the fucking club. Yep. yep. Uh, yeah. That's why we have a uh, prediction uh, thing going. We keep predicting uh, these conspiracy theories and lo and behold, they're coming true one what after another. Actually became the impetus for starting this podcast is, well, actually it was my wife getting sick of me, giving me these like insane fringe conspiracy <laughs> Ted talks in my kitchen. And I was like, can you just go to the gym and like unload this on someone else? And I was going nuts. I was like, I just like, I predicted this. Like I said, this was going to happen. I said, this was going to happen. And I got tired of you. I don't remember you saying that. And so Kelly and I started talking like, I need this stuff on record. Like yep. we got to start, like, I need like something like go back to April and listen to what we were saying, you know, this episode or whatever. And, uh, here we are. And kudos to you guys, aside from documenting it for your own purposes, just bringing awareness to, yeah. to like the programming and conditioning and, and power they try to take away from the people is fucking 
selfless and, and respectable, man. Oh, thanks, Dave, man. Thank you. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't feel like I'm doing God's work, but <laughs> maybe we are. It's, it's definitely helped my marriage out a lot. <laughs> in some ways. In the other ways, it just it makes you yeah, but now better. I'm like doubling down on all this stuff. <laughs> Babe, this goes down way deeper than I thought it did. <laughs> could you just tell it to like Kelly? Because I'm like researching the stuff. Yeah. Uh, it could get crazy trying to uh, explain all the puzzle pieces to someone who's like kind of brand new to being Absolutely. red pill or on red pilled or onboarded. Right. Uh, yeah. It's easy to look insane, but you just got to tell them just fucking trust me. I swear yep. it, I'll, all these will, all my points will line up in a second. And yep. uh, yeah, yeah, it, it has been the thing that I have wrestled with quite a bit. And we talk about this quite a bit on the podcast is that I, I get so deep into some of the stuff. I'm not even calling them conspiracy theories anymore. I'm just, right. uh, let's just consider them, alternative points of view that being an alternative to like what's being shoveled into your mouth via like mainstream media and what the, the, the common, yeah, yep. absolutely. What the common narrative is that everyone around you kind of believes. And then we talk about, you know, our, our given social circle, we talk about this stuff all the time. And then I talk about bringing things up on this podcast. I'm like, ah, it's kind of redundant. Like that's kind of common knowledge at this point. Mm-hmm. And, but then I go out into you know, society and just riff this with, you know, people outside my social circle, you know what I mean? About, I don't know, like adverse vaccine effects and stuff like that. Right. They look at you cross-eyed. Like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Like, yeah. Did you, was was this from like Alex Jones or something? You're like, you're not looking at any of this data at all. And yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a, it's a wild juxtaposition. It is. It's, you almost get like motion sickness. Sometimes you out in society, you know, us, you know, you train with us. We're all at, you know, in the, in the same gym together and, and uh, you begin to develop, I guess, kind of like a commonality that, yeah, the things that we talk about, it's kind of like uh, part of the kind of common vernacular at this point. It's, it's and, and part then of you, the zeitgeist. Then you leave the gym and there's someone in their car with a mask, with a mask on, on by, by themselves. Right. And you're like, oh I just God. saw that. Wow. This morning. Like, I know. I see it on? every damn day. Dude, the masks are coming back. Yeah, in I seen a someone in the way. sauna with one last night, and I was <laughs> no shit. <laughs> really? Oh, you're just trying to be different at this point. Like you like that. That must be what you gain. There's from definitely it. Dude, an dude, it's almost like admirable. You're like, hey, you know what? You're it's, sticking it's, to your guns. It's, you believe it's it? Like no the doubt. Dude, That's, like severely balding, but with a ponytail. You're like, dude, he's sticking to those guns, man. I <laughs> yeah. mean, with with. I totally get with what you're saying. Like the masses are understanding it. There are those people, but with all the access to information today and just like how obviously they lie to us, I yeah. just, it almost is like, uh, the stupid people kind of weed themselves out of the world nowadays. Right. Like right. not to be yeah. crude, but you don't figure out who's swimming. They can tell the tide swim in. And like, I think it's very obvious that, right. I mean, the vaccines, if you want to talk more specifically, it has to are be we, money or power grab. Like, yeah. at the very least, I don't know. We'll find out how detrimental it was to people in eleven right. years, twelve years, to, which is the common. I think we're finding out facts trial thing. I right? think yeah. I think it's it's starting to come out of the woodwork right now. We're finding out more and more. It's becoming. You're seeing the kind of weird spin that mainstream media is putting it on things, and we're. It's becoming to the point. We talked about this a couple podcasts ago. It's becoming undeniable at this point. Even like your common, your run-of-the-mill blue-pilled NPC is like you. You have to admit, like we're seeing these strokes, these heart attacks, these unexplained deaths, and like very, very young people. And like you just, it's it's entertaining to watch the pivot, like 
the the rationality that is going through people because we talk about like the biggest hurdle that these people have to come over is like for you to accept that as fact that this is actually going on at this point like you have to admit that you were duped like you were yeah. completely you you were wrong you were sold a false bill of goods and I totally understand like that is difficult for mm-hmm. people to do like that is I mean ego comes into play which yeah is, I, you can't really and people. yeah your fear your uh, you know just not wanting to accept the reality that you were duped and you might die because right. of that. Right. Well, a lot of yeah. people have just a hard time in general admitting they were wrong. Like, yeah, 100%. Oh, yeah. yeah. Myself included. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's what jujitsu's <clears throat> helped me with, I feel like, the most in life is just getting served humble cookies every day, getting oh, beat up by 14-year-old girls when I was a 20-year-old man, and then just being okay with like, yeah. huh, I wasn't as tough as I thought. And that sort of yep. translated towards like, Hey, I was a little bit more closed-minded in my thoughts before. Maybe I could learn right. more if I'd learned to be more receptive and open-minded to learning new things and experiences and not dying on some side of the hill just but for the sake of being there right. There are glaring examples that are very obvious of when you are wrong in jiu-jitsu. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, can't, you can't lie about it's it. It's perfect, right? It's it's the way the world, and that's why... You know, well, my remember truth that book? is like, no, 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 no. She choked you almost unconscious. That's that's the end of that story. You can't lie about it. It <laughs> yes. happens. Yep. Same thing with, with the trades. Remember in that book, uh, Shop Class as Soulcraft? Yeah, he talks in that book about uh, just the, the the value of blue collar work. Mm-hmm. If you haven't read it, highly recommend. I have great I've, book. I'll and we were it. talking about do, working with our hands, yep, you know, yep. before the podcast. And um, but he says in there, in most corporate jobs, which is the world that he came from before he decided to become a motorcycle mechanic, in most uh, corporate jobs, if you do something wrong, you're part of a team and you don't really get like blamed for it. There's no like severe consequence. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. But in the trades, like you frame that shower wall out of plum, like I did on Dave (laughs) McMorrin's job. To be fair, the the level was askew, but it was the level's fault. His level, boss's level, by the way, at least, (laughs) (laughs) you know, when, when you make a, a terrible mistake, like it's your ass. It's a mistake. Own it. Right. Everyone walks into that room and goes like, yeah. That is not right. <laughs> that, is, that is incorrect. It yep. needs to be redone. And that was your job. Uh, yeah. So being yep. able to own that, it's, that's cool that you learned it from that. Another yeah. thing from construction I think is important is like, say you do fuck up and you get some banter from your crew and your foreman, whoever. Mm-hmm. I think it's important for man to be able to accept that banter and play into it instead of letting it oh, just absolutely. Like completely crush them. And totally. Yeah, I picked that up from construction as an 18-year-old. Just yeah, like, yeah, for sure. These grown-ass men talking shit to me all day. I was... yeah. You, you, it makes you or it breaks you. I Definitely think. helps. There's no better way skills. to learn who you really are, <laughs> according to the rest of the world, than walking onto a construction site. Yep, or <laughs> or a jujitsu gym, uh, for sure. Yeah, anything. Right. That's what the common theme is. Anything where the consequences of your actions are yeah. made, you know, very real. And so now I'm getting it twofold because our work crew, it's everyone from the gym. Oh, really? So yeah. <laughs> so I go from there, and then I go see the same guys at the gym later on. So it's just. <laughs> Humble pie, fucking three meals a day. <laughs> it's cool when uh, jujitsu culture is instilled in company culture, though. Yeah. You, because it's just, it's like we were saying, you can't lie, you can't bullshit, you know it's real. And that, yeah. That's so awesome that that, um, that energy is being transferred into your workforce. Right. I work with a family member who's kind of like oversees everything. Mm-hmm. And we just, you know, just like everyone these days has just such a hard time finding like good, reliable people. Mm-hmm. And we hired one guy from our gym. He goes, this, this guy's perfect. Hits it out of the park. You know, went through a bunch of other guys. He's like, we need another guy. I got another guy from the gym. And he eventually, wow. he's like, 
we just need to only hire people from your gym. Like, <laughs> like I don't know where you find these guys. <laughs> this is like, they are like on point, work their ass off, like no bullshit, no drama, like insane work ethic, tough as hell. Huge stoners. Huge. But, <laughs> that's, that's part of the jujitsu territory. Yes. <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> it could be worse things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're definitely, you know, you see it all over. We lack that so much in our yeah. society the uh, ability to accept responsibility mm-hmm. for things. And, you know, we enable people to, we take away r- the the feedback right. that you get from yeah. responsibility. I agree with that, yeah. Everyone wants all the rights in the world. They don't want to have <laughs> any of the responsibility to go along with those rights. You know what I've always likened it to is that we, I mean, I feel like, like I won the lottery being born where I, where I am and in the time that I am. And, but... It has bred this insane, like comfortable, like comfortable kind of existence, and this like complacency. And I sure. think we still have that same lizard brain, where you have the same amount of capacity for you know, conflict and adversity. And like, mm-hmm. I don't think we really face a whole lot. I mean, we have problems in our world, but I mean, by and large, you know, where we are here in America in 2022, like, it's everything is there for us. You know, we're, we know we're not going to starve to death. We have, you know, everything that we want to see on our phone, every channel available. Like, you know, we just have this incredibly like pleasant existence, but with that same kind of that capacity in your lizard brain for adversity, if you don't fill that up with something, you know, true adversity, Mm -hmm. you're going to fill that up with some just vacuous bullshit. You'll deteriorate. Yeah, exactly. And so I think not to, you know, I'm not trying to ape Joe Rogan here or anything like that, but you do something like, it could be anything like doing hill sprints or, you know, something you have to create misery for yourself. Struggle. So going to, into it, like an MMA gym, it's miserable, mm-hmm. but like you fill that up. Like this is true adversity. Like mm-hmm. me and this dude are kicking the shit out of each other. <laughs> you know, I, I could not agree anymore. With that. Yeah. And so to- that fills up your lizard brain as opposed to, you know, Melinda from accounts receivable took my parking space again. And like, I'm going to fucking flip my shit and go on Facebook and go on this like tantrum tirade about it, you know, or, you know, screaming about what you saw on CNN that day or, or something like that. So it yep. kind of ties into that, uh, <clears throat> that saying that we use every once in a while that, uh, hard times make for yeah. strong men, which makes eventually makes for yeah. weak men, right? Yeah. Weak men create difficult times yeah. and I don't want to be, uh, you know, slowly turned into my grandpa right now, but I feel like we're at that part of the trajectory. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we created, yeah, but uh, weak men have created difficult times. It's it's yeah. happening right before our eyes. Like, yeah, absolutely. more and more dudes are are bitching about testosterone being a problem, and I think yeah. testosterone's awesome for men. And like, I tell people all the time, that, I just saw something they said that uh, testosterone is a toxin. Yeah, like James Cameron, the director, came out like testosterone. That's where I is pulled complete, that from. Like toxic. Is that element. right? Yeah. yeah. Jesus Christ. I know. I tell people all the time, especially like. I would, you know, it, it is. I was just talking to my wife about it mm-hmm. the other day. Sorry to cut you you're off. You're good. You're good. No worries. But the, uh, the. We'll be doing a lot of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of my thing. I urge you to do the same. <laughs> you got to get it. Yeah. You fit it on totally. podcast, man. I'm familiar with it. She, I was talking about the importance of testosterone for Junior. And you could tell, she didn't disagree with me, but you could tell that that idea of it being a toxin was you know, rattling around in her brain. Right. And I was trying to say, she's like, well, you know, women have testosterone too. And I'm like, yeah, look, this isn't, this is 
This is science. This is in order for him to be a man, a real, actual, honest to goodness man. And I'm not, I'm talking about like a adult male human. Mm -hmm. He needs to have testosterone and I'm not going to do things to him or feed him things or anything that's going to reduce that. It is the most important hormone in his body. Yes, all the other ones matter. Yes, it also exists in women's bodies. But testosterone is very important for men. And we're seeing in this you know, modern day society what men without testosterone look like. And that's because of a lot of factors that testosterone is being reduced. Some, some say even you know, down to our drinking water. But the mm-hmm. foods that we eat, the yeah. lifestyle that we live, right. not lifting heavy weights, not training your, your body hard, like it is reducing people's testosterone and it shouldn't be. And, and guys like uh, Paul Saladino, Dr. Paul Saladino, mm-hmm. uh, who eats only meat, and, uh, and he doesn't drink and he doesn't, I mean, just meat. That's all he fucking eats and fruit. So it's an animal based diet or a, uh, uh, ancestral based diet. His testosterone is through the roof, mm-hmm. you know? So there's a lot of, and he looks incredible at like 50, nearly 60, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's, it is, this is happening to our culture and it is, it's fucking men up. You know, right. Not in the same way, women who, if they have reduced testosterone, but they, they have their own issues. But I mean, women, right? Am I right? <laughs> yeah. Despite what uh, many may believe right now, uh, whoever I created is, he created man a certain way and he did create women a certain way. And I always tell people, like, our bodies and men's bodies and women's bodies are very different and require mm-hmm. different things for them to run at their most optimal state, right? But our bodies are like cars. Like, you need gas, you need oil, you need. Uh, what's Beer. it called? Transp- or transmission <laughs> fluid, all these things for a car to run correctly and properly right. And if you neglect those things, it's going to fucking fall apart. Right. The body's no different. You need rigorous exercise. You need to learn new things. You need to put yourself in stressful situations like we were talking about mm-hmm. in order to function fulfilling and like in a fulfilling fashion and in a happy fashion. Right. It's just how it works. People, I didn't make the rule books and people seem to get very mad that like they can't. It's it's odd to me that what you just said is seen by a very um, sizable portion of the population. That would be a controversial statement. Which is, yeah, it's probably get us canceled. Uh, yeah, for, in some people's eyes, right? But uh, it's becoming more and more yin and yang with everything in life, yeah. right? Like it's becoming more a surface level topic, but. The fucking weak men are getting worse by the second. You know what's interesting though? It, yes, and louder, you're absolutely right. <laughs> Did you read that uh, thing that James sent us the other day? That was uh, kind of a, along the similar uh, lines. So he, this is what he sent. It said the average age of the world's greatest civilizations has been 200 years. Oh yeah. These nations have progressed through the following sequence: from bondage to spiritual faith, from spiritual faith to great courage. From courage to liberty, from liberty to abundance, from abundance to selfishness, from selfishness to apathy, from apathy to dependence, and from dependence back into bondage. Fuck. That was Alexander Tyler, or it says Tyler here, but I think that's misspelled, but Tyler. Do you know when that was written? 1776. I knew it was going to be a long ass time ago. Seven- yeah. Isn't that crazy? That so is. Even back then, yeah. they were seeing. Well, if you think about it, that's just a more verbose version of the you know weak man. Weak, exactly. Hard that's, times. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's it's why I brought it up. Cycle. Yeah. But even back then, like we think of that era as being like the pinnacle of American like philosophy values and yeah. philosophy, Correct. right? Americanism, if you will. And even then, they were seeing this degradation of 
society. So, you know, have we, we've basically just gone downhill <laughs> <laughs> from the founding of our great nation. But that makes me think like a Phoenix rises from ashes, right? So if it was like this, this great state of our civilization, civilization, when we were in bondage, mm -hmm. it's sort of like similar to that, you know, that saying like the worst shit to ever happen to you could be the best shit. If you just shift your perspective, Absolutely. To like getting the tools yeah. out of it. So Truth maybe that. putting us as a nation into this corner is going to make man, woman to evolve into their best selves mm -hmm. just from being put into a corner. I yeah. don't know. It could be, that's, that's the looking at the bright side of things, but if we come out of it, then you're I, absolutely I, I right. I think there's absolutely something to that. It's, it's if we don't end fight. up in gulags, and you know, right. then, and yeah. If we don't end up in gulags. <laughs> okay, after the, the gulag, gulags. Yeah, talking <laughs> about this. People are getting beyond chicken sandwiches made from 19 different types of sea oils and shit, though. Like, So we have a hard battle against us to, to eliminate this. But uh, Polo, yeah. you got to be a regular guest. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm happy to anytime, man. Uh, we're, we're doing God's work right now, as he said. We're fucking... <laughs> putting an end to all this nonsense we're trying i mean that's that's our goal with liberty tree and the the liberty tree lifestyle brand is and what you guys are doing with spitballers Thank yeah you. Like definitely I'm, oh, go ahead sorry well i was going to ask you actually if um not just with spitballers but you also have uh fours media is your yeah so fours media we do creative marketing and social media management for just like a wide array of businesses in the north bay mm -hmm. so it's basically just running their instagrams tiktok youtube accounts for them because a lot of people either don't have time or don't know how to and then doing all are you the talking about us right now <laughs> a lot of people Man, can we get I your card to. i just i just been lucky no to you are people. talking about us right now <laughs> i just know hired people who are able to but yeah. uh yeah, we just do all the photo, video, graphic design, animation, content well, creation. I was, that's, uh, yeah, definitely something that we could use. But I was curious in that, um, in that business. So having the, the, the viewpoint that, that you have, that it seems like you're very aligned with, with us and the, the stuff that we talk about. Does that, the fact that you guys, I mean, you, you don't get into it too deeply in the few podcasts that I've listened to or yeah. watched the, um the you don't laugh. let that out and i'm wonder i was wondering if your clientele you know do you have to protect them from the way that you look at the world or how do you integrate your viewpoint with <laughs> your your clients and stuff because in your industry like your viewpoint yeah. is very very important in our industry you know, building homes, like it kind of doesn't matter. Like the, the, I'm not, I'm the, not going to homeowner does concrete guy. Right. <laughs> yeah. Or the <laughs> right homeowner even like, if he thinks you're like a MAGA, like, you know, just psycho, what's he going to do? Go, you know, right. find some woke building crew. So like I it think, just doesn't I, exist. I think so. what you're alluding to is you're kind of dancing on the fringes of the concept of can uh, cancel culture, right. which is something that is, yeah, I guess so. I haven't, uh, yeah, like if a client was to cancel working with us because of something I said on a podcast, and that would be like a on the surface cancel culture event, right? Right. I haven't ran into it yet. I haven't put much thought into it yet, honestly. Um, well, I hope this podcast doesn't, <laughs> isn't the one that does it. <laughs> honestly, if it does, like I think in any business, you're not going to sell to 100% of people in the world, right? That's just unrealistic. Right. Like even 1% of people in the world is a large pool of people to sell whatever product or service you have to. So I'm very much okay with like culture over everything, right? Like I'm going to authentically be me and say what I'm going to say. And there's enough people in the world who agree with my opinions and worldviews that would want to work with me. And if someone doesn't, like if they have a problem with me just trying to bring light to some of these conspiracy theories just to awaken them to live 
you know, what's going on so they could live to their fuller potential. Or if they have a problem with me smoking weed on spitballers or something like that, like I probably don't want to spend much time with that person anyway. Awesome. Right. So I'm looking it's at great things, that you can yeah, good on you, man. Not from a monetary standpoint, but from a, a what aligns with with my true values, my perspectives, what I want to do. And if it doesn't align, then cool. Like go work with another creative marketing agency and do your thing. If you if you don't have a problem with it, then you yeah, know, we'll it's awesome that you can curate your That's clientele here, but definitely- which we do too to a large degree because you can you have to weed out the people that are going to make her life miserable. Yeah, for I, one, like, yeah. and yeah, a hundred percent. And uh, I definitely get more of like the heat. Like uh, we've had stuff we cut out of stuff, like just yeah. just trying to cater to these platforms. So we, man, yeah. this guy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I'm definitely more on the. Uh, the side of I get a text from this guy. Can we post it? No. <laughs> no, I got to edit. It's like the 15 N words. I got to edit out of that last episode. <laughs> I'm more on a, more on that side of things too, to mm-hmm. where like my team's telling me like, yeah, you should probably hone it back or we're going to cut this part out. Right. Uh, yeah. But I do feel it's important to bring light to that. And like, uh, just think like Joe Rogan or Andrew Tate, right? Like these mm-hmm. guys got canceled. I'm not nearly as successful of them. Right. Hey, you're close. Big of a platform. <laughs> you're <laughs> getting there. <laughs> these guys get canceled and it makes them more famous. Like more totally. people are just talking about yeah. the fact they got canceled. Yeah. I think that's actually, that's the attitude that everyone should have. Yeah. It's like, fuck you. I'm doing what I want to do. I mean, you got into what you're doing now. Be, you could have gone, uh, you were in construction, mm-hmm. you know, you were in the trades. You could have gone that route, but you chose to do this because it's what you wanted to do. You know, you don't just choose to go do a new thing only to then have to acquiesce to to doing it not doing it the way, way that you right. want to do it, right? Especially as you get older, mm-hmm. like you don't get a lot of second chances, mm-hmm. right? So if you're going to do it, you got to do it the way that, that, that works for you. And, and anyone who studies the greats, like they all, anyone with a voice or a platform in any regard, understands their own unique voice and inner remarkability and that's what they're putting out there yeah. if i was trying to do exactly what joe rogan is doing and then people would see this guy's just trying to be joe rogan right and that would be my narrative yeah but i'm not i'm just doing what i want to do and i don't have like a any rules or checklist for our podcast we're talking about whatever we think is interesting mm-hmm. and going from there and Sometimes I think the way Kanye is being shadow banned on Instagram and TikTok and all these platforms is very interesting. Like, why are they shutting up these guys' opinions? If if he's so crazy, then I'll be able to discover that myself by seeing what he puts out there. Free market of ideas. But when they hide things, that's when I question why they're hiding things more. Absolutely. That that is something that, as a kind of larger concept that I wrestle with quite a bit, and we talk about a lot on this on this podcast, is that sunlight is the greatest disinfectant. Right. Mm -hmm. Never in world history has the people been on the side of censorship have been on the right side of history. Right, never. 100% of the time. <laughs> I mean, go back to burning books during World War II. Exactly. And if someone has bad ideas that truly have like toxic bad ideas, we will discover that on our own intellectual merits. You know, let them, let them speak their piece. Mm-hmm. Like, do you don't say, when you censor terrible ideas, it just empowers them because it, what you're doing is you're galvanizing that fringe of like, huh, like, maybe white power is a good idea or something fucked up like that. Right. You know what I mean? But when now, like, it's, I think this is a very relevant conversation for what's going on right now. You're alluding to uh, Kanye West and, and all, you know, as to, as it pertains to, like, Twitter, for example, of, like, anyone slightly right of center is just getting shadow banned and mm-hmm. canceled and stuff like that. It's like, all you're doing is you're, you're 
you're, you're you're introducing this weird obscure like cryptic element into it and these weird like fringe thing like those ideas are not going to go away they're going to come out in like some other like platform for mm-hmm. example and just if it's a bad idea let it stand on its own merits like people are going to realize if you have some fucked up ideas and you have a parade and you go down main street you know what you're going to do is you're going to have 10,000 people going like these people are this is the worst idea I've ever exactly. heard. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're all in agreement with this. Yep. But if you ban it and and make it like you're you're gonna make it more powerful. You're gonna make people like attracted to it, and you're gonna which, like, galvanize the wingnut kind which, of culture to it. Which the argument back to that would be then, well, who cares if if we're banning it and that makes it more powerful? Then why are you complaining, right? Mm-hmm. If it's gonna go to other platforms and it's gonna just it's gonna make it greater, then you should be thanking us for banning. But here's the here's what I see is the problem mm-hmm. is that. The censorship in and of itself is not the worst part of it. It's the fact that you're creating a stigma around these ideas that people can galvanize around. And if anyone wants to give those people um, the light of day, then they get stigmatized as being the enemy of, well, let's, I mean, call it what it is, enemies of the state mm-hmm. or enemies of the cathedral, the what state. we talk about, right. yeah, the yeah. media, the the. Uh, Hollywood. I get, yeah. Academia. I get tired of saying it over and over again. <laughs> just the cathedral. We just right? need a sound clip. I know. Please. <laughs> um, and then those people uh, become demonized, and that's what you're seeing a ton of right now with yeah. the FBI targeting, spending tons of our money to target us and investigate us right. for just wanting to listen express to ideas. people's ideas or, or express our own ideas. It's crazy. Bad ideas you know? should be heard. Yeah. Absolutely. You learn that's how them. you find so that's how you find out that they're bad ideas. Right. And There's also nothing the, wrong the with second that. the second part of the notion that you just proposed is that inevitably you have to put someone, a human being, in charge of making the decision of what's a good idea or a bad idea. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's free speech over everything. It's messy. Yes, you're going to have to listen to ideas that you don't want to hear. You're going to have to hear things that are very offensive. You're going to have to, you, your feelings will be hurt. But you can't quantify, you can't use emotions as a metric for which to quantify free speech. That's right. a ridiculous notion. And so you have to put, you know, if you're talking about the FBI censoring something, you have to put someone in charge of making the decision like that's a bad idea, that's a good idea, that's a bad idea, that's a good idea. It just it doesn't work. Right. Free speech is a messy bitch, and we just have to learn to live with that. Yeah, hundred percent. I do not think that there's. I've been thinking about free speech a lot lately, and trying to come up with the the right way to think about absolute free speech. It's it's so foreign to me that this is a debate right now. <laughs> yeah. Like I mean it's not to us in this uh-huh. room well, but it's it's very for people. Yeah. yeah, it's it's what it should I mean it should be it's a very simple standard and all it should be is that if if the words that you and but this is why it's tricky. If the words that you say actually cause harm to somebody mm-hmm. else then you have to face the consequences for uttering those words. And the classic example that everyone uses is yelling fire in a crowded theater and people get trampled and and they die. Right. But that has been warped and manipulated to mean that hurting someone's feelings is causing harm Mm -hmm. to somebody. And therefore you're not allowed to say it, but that's the whole, this new paradigm shift that they're trying to go to of words or violence and the concept of hate speech which that is a very real thing in places like Canada, England, New Zealand, Australia. You People are actually getting arrested for, quote-unquote, hate speech. 
What's hate speech? What that guy just decided, what this hysterical mob and and Facebook just decided, that was hate speech. Now you're going to jail. Yeah, you uttered a word. We are like one of the last bastions in the world, like, and it's going in the wrong way, but quick. Yeah, absolutely. And what is hate speech, you know, except wrong think, right? Yeah. Because you're uttering words. Thought crimes. Yes. Pre-crime. It's what you were thinking when you uttered it that matters. Yeah. Right? It doesn't matter if you're- It's intent, not action. That's the problem. If you're in a fight with somebody and you're punching them in the face repeatedly, you have them on the ground, Mm -hmm. you're- trying very hard in that situation to hurt them, mm-hmm. to injure them with as much force as you can. Or you so pay 145 you, bucks a month to do that <laughs> on your own accord. If you, if you at that same time think what would really, you know, it's not enough just to be just pulverizing this guy's nose. I'm also going to call him names mm-hmm. that hurt him. Well, that's where you cross the fucking line. <laughs> <laughs> now you've committed hate, hate crime. It's like, Wow. You know, I don't know. It's it's a pretty pretty soft uh, world that we're living in. Yeah, anyone who has um, who just breaks from Kanye West posting a mean tweet or someone saying a mean thing to them in the street, they're just going to have a rough go in life. If uh, yeah, if that's breaking them now, then yeah. life's all about struggle, man. Shit's going to get a lot worse, and uh, the victim mentality is just so popular and almost trendy right now for younger people. Oh, it's like, so useful to the state. I think yes. it's, it's not only popular, it's become a virtue. Yes. It it's is. become something to celebrate. Which That's is, why it's a very odd occurrence to happen in my lifetime. Did you happen to catch our podcast that we just, uh, released? I, did. uh-uh, I didn't. So yeah, Matt, um, went pretty deep on the, on the Kanye proposed a couple ideas story <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, is, is basically proposing that the, the whole thing is a conspiracy and if if not a planned conspiracy, correct me if I'm getting mm-hmm. you uh, if I'm misquoting you here. Mm-hmm. A useful, uh, uh, what would you call it? Occurrence, a, a useful phenomenon that Kanye went on this. They're t- attempting to weaponize his behavior right now. Exactly. Yeah. Whether they, you know, it could be that Kanye is actually a CIA operative, uh-huh. or it could just be that they are taking this uh, this opportunity to weaponize what happened. And so the next time there is some sort of attack on a synagogue or some sort of anti-Semitic attack, they will use this situation with Kanye as proof that we have to shut down social media, censor people. We get to strip back the first amendment. Yep. uh, If we don't do that. Exactly. Mm -hmm. The, the basic, elevator pitch <laughs> of my idea is I, I, okay. So you go to Kanye West to the department of Homeland security to mm-hmm. false flag events to what's going on with Twitter. And the more I started looking into it, I was like, you know, you can kind of codify all these things together. And I think they're all kind of, they all kind of dovetail into each other and they're related. Yeah. And like, what is the overall, like this overarching theme of, um, of like the direction that this is going. And the idea that I came up with, so at first I came up, uh, I compartmentalized the notions of um, false flag events into three different categories. And number one would be far end of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, so we use the example of 9-11. Mm-hmm. Bush knew uh, this is all orchestrated. You know, mm-hmm. these were flown, in, planes were flown into the buildings on purpose, you know, on and on and on. And then there's number two, that'd be like more of the middle of the spectrum, like, 
Uh, I don't think this was done on purpose, but it was essentially weaponized to achieve you know, means to a further end, which mm-hmm. was like the Patriot Act, the surveillance state, the rebuilding of the Middle East and our image, you know, mm-hmm. America's image. Um, that goes back to the project, the New American Century by you know Donald Rumsfeld and Scooter Libby and uh, John Bolton, Dick Cheney. Mm-hmm. It's like, we have this thing going, and it says in the report, like, we need a new Pearl Harbor like to enact this plan. We had a new Pearl Harbor, and they're like, all right, we're up and running. They didn't orchestrate it, but they weaponized the the tragedy right. to to further ends. It's and funny you use Pearl Harbor thing. as an example because I think Pearl Harbor almost fits into the first <laughs> category. Would also be on the spectrum. <laughs> and then there's the number one, which is like, nope, they hated freedom. They hijacked the planes. That's the end of the story. Yeah. Like none of the stuff's related. It's all happenstance. You know, just a terrible tragedy, and we need to move on. And how not could ask, you think that was a conspiracy theory? Yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously the guy's passport just blew out of the building behind the plane, landed on the street. And so. So what we talk about, so if you're in that number two, for example, right, you're uh-huh. in the middle of that spectrum and you just, um, you take to a, 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 a given amount of faith that like, all right, a certain extent of the information that I'm taking in mm-hmm. is probably true, you know, more or less, but I'm going to ask a lot of questions, right? I'm just an inquisitive person. Um, I have a semi-distrust of the author- authoritative like mm-hmm. information systems that I'm taking in, for example. So as it applies to the Kanye situation is that on the number three end, we had that he is a, I mean, we talked about the MK ultra programs of the seventies of the, you know, brainwashing and turning yeah. people into CIA assets. So this is a tough sell. Don't blurt this out at holiday dinner, by the way. <laughs> Trust me. I, I've already gone through this at Thanksgiving and Christmas okay. time. So you don't got to tell me that. Come have dinner with us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, be easy. <laughs> is that would be that Kanye West would be a CIA operative. This is all being planned. Um, that he is, cause you talk, you think about like, where's the zeitgeist going? Like, where is the deep state, the cathedral, as we talk about it, like, where are the, the powers that be like, what is it that they're trying to achieve What's right now? Goal? Think about like, what are the motives? So this would be the, the fall of the money, quote unquote, you know what I mean? Like who, who benefits right. you know, and what, what, what are their goals and you know, who would benefit by the paradigm shift going in a certain direction. Mm-hmm. So what we hear a lot right now, just in out in the ether right now is the concept that we're talking about earlier, it would be hate speech and that words are violence. And by that, I mean, when you take, they're trying to weaponize these like incredibly like abstract terms to censor people. Right. And that would be at this point where we are in a culture is anyone like right a center, right? Is, you know, and I think, Elon Musk taking over Twitter and saying like, I'm going to make it a free speech platform. And everyone just had a shit fit. It's a huge threat. Yeah. And it's like, why would that be, why would free speech be a problem? Like, yeah. like we said before, sunlight's the greatest disinfectant. Let the people talk. If they got uh-huh. bad ideas, we're all going to realize it. We're all, give us, give us the credibility that we're intellectual human beings that we can make decisions for ourselves. This is the problem that you see with Twitter. So as it pertains to Kanye West is what we're talking about. If he, like, he's clearly off his rocker, right? Yep. Just out there, you know, anti-Jew rat, uh, rants and just talking about all this crazy, you know, talking about that Hitler was actually a decent guy and yeah. all this stuff. <laughs> is I think this is being done, or the I, <laughs> the idea is, is that he is, they're letting him, they're giving him these platforms and they're weaponizing his speech, right? And the Department of Homeland Security just warned of a heightened risk alert of an attack on the Jewish community and the LGBT LBGT, who's actually trying to go attack the Jews? Like, <laughs> yeah. Who's Kanye fueling up to go do that? So Nobody when you look at the history that 
you know, the U.S. has with false flag events, we went through a bunch that are like, these are historically proven. This right. would be the uh, USS Maddox, you know, in Vietnam, the Lusitania, uh-huh. the, the Reichstag fire, on and on and on. Um, is that it could be either number three or number two is like the, he is being controlled by the CIA, mm-hmm. you know, via my control or MK yeah. Ultra or whatever. Like I understand that is a very kind of fringe idea or they saw this as an opportunity, like let him do his thing. We're going to let this false a flag, false flag event happen. Mm-hmm. Like many of these, like here's where I ruffle some feathers. These like mass shootings, you find out like, oh yeah, this guy had been talking to the FBI for months before this, yep. you know, and there's he, so many holes in those plots. Like correct. Just, every single one. Yeah. They're just fucking great at creating yeah. division and keeping people confused, I think is yeah. at the root of all of it. Like I could definitely see this whole Kanye thing, like being a seed that was planted to just do exactly that, create mm-hmm. more division, right? Because right. it's all it's always been black versus white, uh, red versus blue, right? Uh, yeah, tribal binary, poor versus yeah. rich, you know, uh, it's tribal behavior. It's exactly. like low status primate behavior. It's like create the binary, yeah, dividing this side and there's this side. There's <laughs> no abstract. There's no middle. It's you know you mm-hmm. either you're a Republican or a Democrat. You're no, you this or that. Even yeah. though we're the United States, which what's the key term in United, right? Unity, togetherness, oneness, and they do yeah. a great job at driving us all away from each other and creating enemies. Yeah. So what we talked about on the podcast is that this, you know, once you kind of understand the concept of like what the new goal is of what they're trying to do. So if you, the parallel that we drew to 9-11 of like, they want uh, an enhanced uh, surveillance state, mm-hmm. a huge growth in Social the deep state. Scores. Yeah. yeah. And and they want to rebuild the the Middle East in America's image, right? A complete like kind of global power move. Is you look at like what's their goal right now? It's like it's eliminating quote unquote hate speech and to make the connection to people that words of violence. If you go out in society right now, ask people like, do you think words of violence? They're gonna be like, no, that's kind words of ridiculous to me. Yeah, but if they have some horrific false flag event or like something like a mass shooting or a bombing targeting the Jewish community, you know, around the holidays, which this is from the Department of Homeland Security. I didn't make this up is they can go like, see what Kanye West said and see what happened. Do you guys understand? Now words are violence. Now we can have hate speech laws. Now wow. now we're, we can have, and all these things have one direction. It's a complete overstep in authoritarian power. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a complete, um, just like an overreach of just the deep state that we talk about, like the, the, the cathedral. It's the, so the embodiment of the, the Constitution, the the most important part of the Constitution is the Bill of Rights, right? Mm -hmm. If you take the First Amendment and you turn it into something tangible and real in real life, it looks a lot like Twitter, right? Mm -hmm. The absolute, like the ability to speak to the entire world at once, just like say what you want to say, right? That's a threat. Well, the Constitution is a threat Mm -hmm. to these people, these psychos that we're talking about, right? So, that's why the Twitter is such an Elon Musk taking over is such a big deal because they're like, Oh shit. The first amendment has just got more powerful. We can't have that. You know, you look at the second amendment. Oh God, we can't have the second amendment become more powerful. Here's where I get it's, very confused though. Okay. Is Elon in on this shit too? Because if you look at his Great Halloween question. costume, he's got some, <laughs> some Illuminati devil Moloch symbolism 
that he represents too. And he went to the Met Gala and like the back of his tuxedo said new world order in Latin root, like language. Right. Uh-huh. So I get confused on who to trust at the top, you know, like, it, cause it he, could, he this loves, is great. I was telling Kelly, I was like, what if he, this, what if, what if Polo comes in here? Cause we didn't talk about what, what we're going we to talk, talk about. Like, yeah. Yeah. no, we were too hungover. We figured, well, he has his own podcast. I'm sure he could just wing it. Yeah. And just carry us. Right? Like, what if, he, what if he came in here and he's like, I, you guys are off your rocker. Like, where are you getting this? <laughs> no, uh, I'm on the same fucking boat. As no, I have. I actually have some weather stuff to talk about that I brought up. So we have backup plan. Yeah. Um, I do get confused though, because even like, I don't know. I wanted to ask you guys when you got into like understanding all this stuff. Because in uh, in 2020, when COVID started happening, is when I started getting. That was a huge awakening for a lot of people. Yeah, everybody. I, I think that's... I never had a clue about this in my childhood or. Uh, how old was I in 2020? 21, 22? Uh-huh. I, ha- I had no idea about all of this. I was completely programmed and just going through the motions Dude, of life. Right. You're so life. much further ahead of the game than I was when I was 21. Social media is- But I didn't, lucky, have, I didn't have COVID lucky in that <laughs> when I was 21. Sense. But even back then, like uh, my, my onboarding for it was uh, QAnon forums and like just mm-hmm. seeing those on Twitter and looking up the hashtag Adrenochrome and like right. seeing just crazy, crazy shit. Oh, hell yeah. And um, so you monster. I, yeah, I've been fully, fully, uh, you know, engulfed in this before. But even at that time, it was saying like, uh, you know, I'm talking crazy conspiracy theories right now. Mm-hmm. Like Donald Trump was, you know, cleaning the swamp, like getting rid of all these mm-hmm. these pedophiles and crazy people in the deep state. Right? right. But then like that didn't necessarily turn out exactly as as the uh-huh. QAnon said. Right. And then like you kind of see like. Okay, even these people who say they're going to fix it, maybe they're playing into it too, and like they're just playing the other role of the bad guy. And for a re- like, I just have a hard time distinguishing I, who's good from who's bad. I really, really like where your head's going. <laughs> yeah, I, and I, I, I don't have an answer. You can kind of only tell by their actions, right? Right. And Elon's, I mean, what he wore, what he, he could be trolling. Like he's a exactly. Troll too. Yeah. He's the, probably the world's greatest, world's greatest troll. troll. Yeah. Yep. Um, but it's like, you look at their actions and we've said this many times, like Mm -hmm. if the people in charge, quote unquote, are the political elites who are running the show right now, we're actively trying to destroy America and destroy America. When I say America, I mean American values, like the idea of America more than the country. Would they be doing anything differently than what they're doing right now? Would it look any different? Probably not. And I yeah. mean, you go down every single thing yeah. they do, like the Britney Griner thing, yeah. right? Trading one of the world's like most, you know, uh, what would you say about the uh, world's most notorious Victor? Arms Bou- yeah, like notorious yeah. arms dealer, like probably a bad dude, at least by by the American government standards, yeah. one of the worst dudes in the world, right? Yeah. We're trading him on the same day that they come out and announce a bunch of gun control majors. By the way. Exactly. Slightly ironic. So gun control, like I was just saying, like that is such a threat. The First Amendment, such a threat. All of the 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 amendment, the first ten amendments, the Bill of Rights are a threat. I mean, the quartering troops, the Third Amendment. I mean, I know we, you're we, big on that we, one. Well, <laughs> I'm just trying to wrap my head around, like, you know, why why it has no one attacking that? You know, <laughs> why aren't they trying to put troops in our homes? <laughs> you would think, based on their track record, that they'd be attacking that one too, but we haven't seen it yet. Anyways, you know, it would look, I think, exactly like it does today. If you were trying to tear apart. America and the idea of America, you'd be doing exactly what they're doing. Well, yeah, because mental warfare beats 
physical warfare most of the time, right? Like Conor McGregor knocked out Jose Aldo before he knocked out Jose Aldo just emotionally. So I think their their method right now is they figured out how to attack us through these platforms that we know. The only things we do every day are eat, sleep, and go on our phones. Like that's, yeah, it's right. become that incorporated in our daily life. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> people are. I, I think there's something to say about the mental game because what we talked about, especially so you guys were referencing like a big turning point ideologically for you was the, the, the COVID pandemic is the, the greatest trick that the deep state pulled of the people in authority that they pulled was not to have this tyrannical, like Machiavellian crackdown mm-hmm. on society because people wouldn't have it. Right? right. They'd be like, no, we're all together on this. This is fucked up. What the, what the, the most valuable thing that they weaponize is to get the people to enforce it on each other. Right. And that was the mental part of the equation that you were referring to earlier. I had my is own. You can get, you can get people to start yelling at their neighbors for not wearing a mask in the front yard. Right. My for not getting the vaccine. Dad, brothers and sisters are exactly they, family members. They attacked me and didn't want to invite me to holidays over yeah. it. And like thought I was literally trying to harm my family yeah. for not wear, wanting to wear a mask or, Get a yeah. vaccine that was not tested, and this at all. Is, this is what we talk about when we refer to the concept of the cathedral: is that all these things work in synchrony with each other, and that yeah. is the deep state. The narrative is established. The deep state legislates it, and you have academia, pop culture, um, mainstream media. Everyone jumps on board. Like, what's the what's the narrative? Like the Hunter Biden laptop doesn't exist. Okay, got it. Yep. Let's let's work on that. What is it? We all need our fifth booster, right? And there's no, like, the the vaccine is safe and effective. Got it. We'll get to work on that. Mm-hmm. And these people that don't seek out alternative sources of information and just are spoon-fooding themselves, you know, mainstream media and, you know, award shows and, you know, what John, Kareen Jean-Pierre, where the fuck her name is. You Jean-Claude know, Van Damme. Jean-Claude, thank you. Um, <laughs> Cyborg. Is better than kickboxer. I'll I'll argue that with you. <laughs> Podcast for another time. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but and so these people that just take in all the, you know the 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 given narrative from the cathedral and then they go out and parrot at that. And, you know that was the greatest thing that like it's it's like admirable like mm-hmm. how like efficient they are at that. And oh my god! Like they we're still seeing that. I mean, well, I was just driving around today and there's people wearing masks alone. They run the covered. best business in the world. They're the oh, best yeah. marketers in the there's, world. There's there's a dichotomy right that happens where people have more access to information, but the way that they get that information is very very effective at manipulating. Yeah. The yeah. people. Remember when I brought up the uh, government spending? And how in the 1950s, it uh, started just going up like through the roof. And that's because people are electing these political elites who what they really want to do is to increase government because that's where they get their money. That's where their friends get their money. They have the more government spending, the more money that they make. Well, they weren't really able to do that until they were able to manipulate people into buying into that. And voting for them. And when did that happen? TV, Start that radio. Happen? TV, <laughs> yeah. exactly. The right. newspaper was only so effective. Radio, more effective. TV, then it started skyrocketing. And now we have social media and internet, the internet and phones. And it's like a million times more effective at that. But for the first time, people actually have the ability to choose for themselves and look at things on their face value because the internet is just so wide open. Yeah, right? so they fucked up a little bit and... And giving us that 
Yeah. Well, I don't think they, I don't think they had control of that coming into existence. It just kind of bursted into existence. I I think you're touching on what we were talking about earlier. And they're trying to backpedal now and control. That's, that's why we're seeing this giant narrative about hate, hate speech, quote unquote, right. Disinformation, Mm -hmm. you know, and words are violence is we're, we're going to get to this on part two. Are you uh, we're <laughs> we're not going to go swab right now? But, uh, no, 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 no. To sterilize the what, I'm, what I'm saying is once they can establish the narrative that words are violence and hate speech is a thing, it's like that, this mass casualty event that mm-hmm. I think we're going to see. And they will make the connection to what Kanye West is saying. Once they can establish that narrative that hate speech is a thing and that words are violence, that will be the shoehorn. That's the foot in the door. Once they get that through, once they can say like your behavior, your ideas, your speech, what you posted on Twitter, the things that you were saying, the news that you were reading, that is, there's a direct correlation to that, to people dying. This will Mm -hmm. be the most, the most, like glaring example will be this mass casualty event, which which would be my prediction. But once they have that established it, in the narrative, man. then it's going to be you uh, sharing an article, uh, you being online saying like, hey, if you're worried about COVID, uh, take some vitamin E, take some zinc, get your cardio up, get out in the sun, Sauna, eat a good yeah. diet. Yeah, like, no, you are literally killing people by saying that <laughs> because yeah. that is an anti-vax statement. Like we're going to not only censor you, but possibly put you in jail or fine you. And then from there, once that is established as basically like a pipeline, you know, words of violence, it's what you have that template, just like they had for the COVID pandemic. Now it can be climate change. He's saying like, I just, I, I really have a problem with some of these statistics I'm seeing about climate change. Like you were literally killing people. Like by saying that you were killing mm-hmm. people. Right. Like we can, we're going to throw you in jail. No, it's pretty much anything, anything yeah. you say. I mean, they're already doing that in England. You will go to jail for saying the wrong thing there. Yeah. Hate speech and it's, Canada, it's all these. New Zealand, Australia, all Germany. Ex- there are people, uh, 81 people were uh, arrested, I think, last month for hate speech. Scary. In Germany. Yeah. And all these places don't have guns. Did you see that video? I don't know if it's an old video or during it happening during like the pandemic or not, but in New Zealand, the cops taking away those people's baby. Yeah. For I couldn't watch it. I, I saw that. I, it yeah, was I watched it like ten times on accident because I was sending it to people and I wouldn't stop playing on my because it needed Instagram a, over and over and it, over. It needed like, a blood transfusion and, and you said like we only want unvaccinated blood in her because the baby had heart issues and there is a risk for uh, you know obviously myocarditis and Pericarditis. stuff from the Young we know that about yeah. the vaccine and that's not even really that controversial there is a risk it I'm not saying though. it's it is though well is that it, insane there is a risk yeah there's obviously a risk there's always a risk I mean just poking a needle into your arm and shooting saline solution into your vein there is a risk right so that's not controversial and for questioning that these people got their baby taken from them. And the video is the cops in their house taking the kid, taking the baby. And it's, it's one of the hard, it's, it's hard to watch, dude. If you, you don't have kids, so you're probably fine. But I, still, but, <laughs> I was choked up when I watched it. I was just like, oh my, I can't. It was like, I, I, t- I was so fucking angry. And it, and it made me, I was telling people that I was sending it to, like, if this happens in my house, there's a fucking massacre. Someone's dying. That, going on. That's there what is, I was wondering. American culture, like, come and get them, right? Like, that's what they're going to say when they right. say they're going to take our guns. How we would probably respond, I don't know how these other countries respond, but I know a lot of, like, 
old-fashioned people that would not fucking put up with that. No. Uh, I mean, and the dude in the video, the dad, is a fucking monster. You didn't have to call us old-fashioned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I this mean, dude, I'm old fashioned that since too, man. I'm old fashioned that since too. I got fucking, I'd be posting. It was the old part that Matt took offense to. <laughs> <laughs> it's mental so, slavery though. At the end of the day, like even absolutely, even at what it is today for how you look at like, you know, the government and schooling and just people sitting at the top. It's it's all conditioning and programming for for modern slavery right like they mm. they teach yeah. people just to fall within systems not ask questions if you if you don't do things within the certain school system this certain way then you'll be outcasted as stupid or mm. a rebel whatever it may be and then you kind of stick with that brand that they give you your whole life right yeah. like your peers almost do that work for you too and also like looking at you a little bit differently just because you got put in rsp classes you yeah. know they do it with tv like you know. it's it's it is mental slavery it's it's physical slavery too yeah for right sure. you are they're stealing half of the money that you earn right when you consider all the taxes that you mm-hmm. end up paying um they are telling you you can't drive a gas powered vehicle they're telling you, you can't use gas they're telling you freeze fucker you know like you're you're just gonna have to suffer in in the wintertime they're doing that in europe you know they have uh, they don't have doing yeah well so we talk about this a lot and um, when I say they, I'm obviously talking about the, the global when I, political I challenge leads. people to, to really consider the concept when we talk about the, the internet of things. Uh-huh. Like, this is so great. Like everything's connected. I can turn on my truck with my phone now and turn on my, I can change my thermostat. And then this last winter is in, I believe, in Illinois. I don't have the information in front of you. In Illinois, the people with a the Nest thermostat that's connected to the internet, they couldn't turn their thermostat above 66, 66 degrees. They're like, no, we're in it, a... This is uh, your carbon footprint's too much, dude. Like, my sister-in-law you're not allowed to turn your thermostat up. My sister-in-law in Texas, Switzerland, they're turned actually off, finding people. Yeah, they turn wow. their their home their uh, the temperature down to the comfortable temperature they wanted it in the summer. Mm-hmm. And when they came home, the thermostat had changed it back to like seventy-five degrees. Internet of things. Yep. Yeah. And they have a smart thermostat, and they they turn it down. <laughs> the, the thermostat said no. I turned it back up. Yeah, what's crazy is that that's insane that you can't even. I mean, that actually happened to someone I know. That's fucking. It's not just a. What's crazy is you could root this all back to like these. I think it's like six or seven families, right? That control all of this. They control the schools. They control Hollywood. The the federal bank's not even federal. Hold on, Kanye. I'm not hating on any ethnicities in particular. I didn't bring anything up, but I'm just saying. If people do their homework, like it's all rooted back to these <laughs> these six families that own most of the companies and yeah. banks and schools and everything. What are their names? That's funny. We were uh, we were <laughs> questioning like, what, what if he thinks we're wingnuts? I was like, what if it was like, oh, we'll pull a slow down. Yeah, hold right. on, buddy. Dude, like, we got jobs. All right. <laughs> you never exactly. Uh, the, I was unpredictable in my conspiracy theory knowledge, but it's crazy shit, man. It it's, is. It is. Like it's hard for me. Now it's we're going into 2023, right? So like I said, I was onboarded all to this in 2020. Mm-hmm. And 2020, I would get lost in my phone for hours, like watching all this stuff. Like I watched a 10-hour documentary on YouTube called The Fall of the Cabal or something. Oh, yeah. Like taught me all of this stuff. And I sat down attentively and watched it straight. Right. And it's a lot of stress on the spirit to keep up with this and keep it learning is. about it. So now like 
I hate to say like I'm even conditioned to it, but it's so normal where I'm like, oh yeah, I'm not even surprised. Like fucking, so yeah, just like look at it and see what's happening. Like I was saying before, it was you know because we discuss this quite a bit. We're in our gym, and a lot of very very extremely like-minded people right and what i mean by that is though we talk about we refer to it on this podcast as the walk out the front door test right Mm -hmm. so we um you take in to a certain extent you have to i mean i just i was born with a skeptic gene i have just uh, 10 years old i'm like i just don't believe anything (laughs) i can just Mm -hmm. i don't believe my teachers you know (laughs) i I had good parents but like i'm going to question what they're saying yeah um and Everything, I had a huge turning point. Um, I'm going to be marking my age here. But when, um, as just a college student, when 9-11 happened, and then we invaded Iraq. And I, I remember going, like, why are we invading Iraq? Uh-huh. Like, this has nothing to do with 9-11. Like, oh, you know, 15 of the 19 hijackers were from Saudi Arabia. What the None fuck? of them were from Iraq. And then you look at the project for a new American century, like, oh, this was written like a year ago. The the Patriot Act and you know the rebuilding of the Middle East, like this was all like established, and that just clicked. That was my awakening. The, you know the, what you experienced during the COVID pandemic. Yeah, that was me. I was like, these are all like it's not right left. It's it's fucking tyranny over freedom. It's it, fucking it is. psychopathic motherfuckers, man. They are. And I voted yep. for Obama as like he ran as a as the the peace president, anti war president. Right. He took us from two wars to seven, and I remember during that presidency, I'm like. We got fucking jobbed here. Like mm-hmm. I voted for the anti-war president, and like we invaded what Afghanistan, Pakistan, Somalia, Syria, Libya, Yemen, Libya. Seven, seven countries. <laughs> yeah. yeah, took us from two wars to seven. He was just motherfucker a- got a fucking Nobel Peace Prize. Yeah, and I just that was like the breaking point. I was like. These these are all psychopaths. Yeah. Like this is all it's it's it, us versus them at this point. It's another red pill. Yeah, it's a big club word. And and I saw that like awakening that you experienced happening during the COVID plan. You know, not I consider myself like a father figure or anything like that. But I watched all these people going like, "This is this is ridiculous." Mm-hmm. Like starting with you know what I was referring to as the the walk out the front door test. Like this ritualistic theater that people are embarking in. It's 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 irrational. It's nonsensical. It doesn't make sense. Is as we experienced, like that kept training, literally rolling around in each other's sweat, you know, four or five days a week. Did not like, stop. And did not get sick. Yep. Oddly enough. Yep. And yep. all these people that I talk about, they were screaming at you to like you need a you need another boot, you need to take the shot. Take the shot. Stay home. Get the inside. vaccine. Get the vaccine. Like, motherfucker, you're the one that keeps getting COVID over and over. Like me, me and my friends never get sick. Like, explain that to me. That's the walk out the front door test. So you take in all this corporate media and you know all this cathedral approved narratives that are like being shoved on you you're like it, the math doesn't hold up when i walk out my front door i'm walking out my front door this doesn't make sense right like i don't get sick my friends don't get sick you guys keep getting sick and you keep taking these shots like explain that to me and when did it become like okay it's for everybody just to talk about their medical records and like what each person's do, do. doing it used to be like the most confidential yeah. information i remember growing up in school was like we don't get to know about their medical yeah. records or their religion, like that's personal. I'd run up. You, you run up to people you barely know. Like, get your shot yet? Yeah. Like, no, you've been to the dentist. Like, what the fuck are you asking? Exactly. Me like, <laughs> like, what I also, is this? I also haven't yours? taken an Advil my whole life. Like, I guess I don't put any of that stuff yeah. in my body, right? So, like, it was just fucking bizarre how that shift happened. You uh, know what was odd is I remember when the the whole like 
vaccine hysteria came about and I had like, I didn't really have like a lot of feelings about it. I mean, I just ignore everything. I just assume everyone's full of shit and I ignore society to the best. I can. And you're a libertarian and it's like, if you want to jab yourself with that, yeah, like I had no strong feelings. I had no strong feelings about it. And, and, um, they have strong feelings I, about you. Yeah. I remember like people <laughs> like, you get shot, like, nah, I'm good. Like, I don't, I don't even take ibuprofen, man. I just, mm-hmm. I don't think like, I don't take antibiotics unless I like, because I might, get staff for example mm-hmm. like when i need it i'm gonna need it and i want it to work and like there's you, some you, things in the medical industry that are actually helpful yeah, correct sure. yeah and it's like i don't want to i don't want to uh just you know kind of casually just take drugs right not those drugs by the way right <laughs> <laughs> and uh because there might be a time when i really need ibuprofen i really need antibiotics like mm-hmm. and i'm gonna need it to you work I, i'm fever. gonna need a painkiller yeah. you know for example like mm-hmm. i just i just Try. I don't take anything unless I absolutely need it. And then when it is shifted to this political, like this religious zeal, this weird, like it became like this religious, like fundamentalism. Like people were upset that you didn't take it. Like then it just flipped the switch in my brain. I'm yeah. Like, what more okay, proof do you? Going on yeah. Here. What more proof do you need? Yeah. Than that. I mean, the fact that they embarked on the greatest propaganda campaign that the world has ever seen to that's sell awesome. a something that's supposed to save people. Like if it's saving people's lives, you don't need propaganda. Yeah, you know, if you came along with a vaccine during For the Black Plague, the Great Plague, the it's Black Plague, people would take it. Yeah, they would be. You know, if you could show that it worked, which they could never show. Yeah, if you could show that it stopped the spread, which it didn't, and they didn't even test to find out, mm-hmm. people would be lining up to take it. Yeah. They'd be sticking their kids with it left and right. Exactly. You wouldn't need to convince people. I mean, that's what more proof do you need? What if they came up with a vaccine that had a success rate of 99.97%? Wouldn't that be amazing for COVID? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's fucking called natural immunity. <laughs> Jackass. <laughs> Dude, that's fucking brilliant. <laughs> that's a great way to put it. Yeah, even before. Oh my God. Like, and don't get me started on the fucking masking. <laughs> <laughs> Even before though, I remember I was a personal trainer in 2020, right when it started. And uh, I was training this older lady at six o'clock in the morning. And she told me, she's like, yep, Italy just went and like, I, w- I don't even watch the news. Like fucking it's poison. Yeah. And I remember I heard this Conor McGregor quote where someone asked him what he thought about the U.S. presidential election because his opinion's important it yeah it, totally someone that's and, uh from ireland and is right. basically and a celebrity Irish, let's Irish what do you fight. have to say on this subject but nonetheless he had a somewhat insightful answer like he said he's like i pretty much just feel like it's like a fight like we hear about it there's a lot of promotion the fight happens it's over nothing really ever changes you just carry on about your life in the same way right and at 17 or 18 that resonated with me because i want to yeah. be like that guy right so i'm like yeah you know fuck the news I, I, that's not adding to my plate in life that's just energy that I'm allocating towards that that's really draining me. And so this this is all happening, COVID, beginning of 2020, and this lady I'm training at 6 o'clock in the morning is telling me, like, yep, Italy just went on lockdown. Like, the U.S. is up next. And I was like, get the hell out of here. We're not going on no lockdown. That sounds like insanity. She yeah. was like, I guarantee you it's happening. Uh, COVID's spreading here quick. And I told this lady, I was like, think N- H1N1, uh, think Ebola, like every year they're trying to throw this scary, scary sickness at us that's yep. gonna make us all shelter and hide at home, right? I said, This is what I think that is. Dude, you were an enlightened twenty year old. Uh so even at twenty <laughs> I recognized like they're just throwing shit at us. And then it just like the evidence got to be so much more worse. Like 
they're telling you to stay at home all day and right. and be indoors. Don't get any sunlight. Don't go outside and communicate with people. Close down the beaches. Don't close exercise. Down the parks. Yeah. Close down gyms. Don't Hide surf by yourself. And then, the when, and then when people start saying, hey, uh, keep your cardio up, take that vitamin E, take some zinc, they get thrown off Twitter, it, thrown off Facebook. Yeah. Exactly. Like, Shadow wow. band. Yeah. That was uh, that kind of prediction that you made. That's why this podcast started more or less because I was... When that the lockdown started happening, I remember it started with um, two weeks of flatten the curve. And I remember telling my wife, like, it's not gonna be two weeks. Yeah, I can yeah. just. It's like I don't know. I, I intuitively feel it's not gonna be two weeks. This like, it's just ominous. What's going on here? And then my son was on spring break. I was like, they will close down the schools. They're gonna use spring break as basically the pivot point. Like we're gonna close down the schools. You could and see it did. coming. And then the vaccine. And then once you're kind of once you're on like the scent, you're like, okay you are all diabolical psychopathic authoritarians <laughs> at this point. So then you know, vaccine is like a vaccine. They've, they brought it out as a 99%, 99% efficacy rate. I was like, it's not, it's not like you, you're still going to get it. And then went from 99 to 70 to 50. It's like, what is it? It's like 12% now. 13. I, I don't even believe 13. 13. Oh, sorry. 13. Yeah. yeah. I, get, I get hyperbolic on the podcast. Yeah, sometimes. seriously. Take it and away. I was like, there's going to be, there's going to be a mandate. They're going to tie it to your livelihood. And every time I said this, pe- the people around me, the NPCs would go like, that's, no, that's ridiculous. And everything came true. I was like, then, then there's going to be boosters. And the boosters. Even the, the, the people at the highest seats of power were saying, ah, that's not constitutional. A, yeah. a mandate isn't something we can do. I don't even think it's constitutional. Two weeks later, mandate. Yeah. They're doing it anyways. Absolutely like, bonkers. I'm going to use the question real quick yep. to you guys. Go right ahead. All right, let's talk about the real shit now. <laughs> uh, dude, I got I got this drought shit I want to talk about. Okay. So it's raining today. It is. Right? It has been for it, several days. Exactly. Okay. So it's, you can just count on it. As soon as it starts to rain, what are you going to start hearing about? Uh... One of two things, and this is, uh, I have made a s- steadily growing litmus test list that I keep in my head that if I hear someone say this, I just kind of cut them out of my life politely. You don't so, just punch them? <laughs> no. <laughs> right in the throat? So it started with the pandemic when someone goes, well, you know, it's the new normal. I'm like, oh, yeah. cool, right in the throat. <laughs> nah, that's it. Anyway, good to see you. Yeah. <laughs> nice knowing you. Okay, just done. Uh with the rain being here, we've had a lot of rain, and I'm actually predicting, Liberty Street prediction, I'm predicting a pretty heavy winter, is people say like, hey, just so you know, uh-huh. just because it's raining, it yep. doesn't mean we're out of the drought. Oh, we no. We have a water shortage. <laughs> no, no, no. That's good. Good to see you. Don't, yeah. Good. To Don't see. you dare let that, that guilt slip off your shoulders. <laughs> All right? The drought is your fault, and the only way to make the drought better is for you to suffer by conserving water. Dude, all of this stuff. Right? What is all this? The, dude, listen, listen. The pandemic, the COVID, the variants, the drought, climate change, it's all the same thing. It's all cultural Marxism. It's yes. all behavior modification. Exactly. Modification. That's all it is. Exactly. It's, I have had this discussion with my wife where she says, you know, like, sit down for this polo, but I have a lot of strong opinions <laughs> on things. <laughs> is... My wife posed a question to me. He's like, well, you have to believe that the people that you disagree with, they have the same kind of convictions that you do. 
just about something else, right? They're just as passionate about what they believe, mm-hmm. which is I agree with. I'm Fair like, you're right. Here, here's the delineation, though. I'm never in the business of telling someone else what to do with their life. Mm-hmm. The other side is. I don't care what someone else drives. I don't care how many boosters someone has. I don't care. Like, shoot away, man. Take all the vaccines you want. Like, that is not my business. Like, I don't care if you recycle or not. You know what I mean? I I might have my opinion on it, but it's not my business. I'm not telling you're not telling people what to do at all. Correct. Yep. That's that's the difference between those two ideologies. Yes, I agree hundred percent. They love to tell people what they should be doing. That's their whole thing. Yep. Yeah. And that's our whole thing is to not care what other people are doing with their property and their lives and you know, live and let live, right? That's yeah. the if you could sum up libertarianism. My my belief in libertarianism in one sentence would be that live and let live. Do what you want. It's not my yard. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's about enjoying the journey. Yeah. That's exactly. all it is. So I got this email from the city of Santa Rosa. Um why they have my email, I don't know. Are we still keeping that a secret, by the way? Mm, no. Okay. Um despite the much needed rain this fall, we're still in a drought. Lake Sonoma, Santa Rosa's primary drinking water source, is currently at a record low storage levels. So, I looked it up. According to this email, we're at 39% of storage capacity. Mm-hmm. Meaning, 100% is a full lake. We're at 39. Right? Um, lake Sonoma holds 124 billion gallons of water. The average person, the average household uses 70 gallons of water a year in America. California. A year, a day. Sorry. That's a a smelly motherfucker. Okay, I just want to make sure you guys are paying attention. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. In the United States, uh, the typical household uses 69.3 gallons. California is a lot less because we have all these fucking regulations on your shower head and your toilet can only flush so much. And so we're less, but let's just say it's 70, right? So here's a little math for you. Um, so actually, so according to, before I get to the math, green America and the EPA have 13 ways to save water. Okay, oh, so this is what the enjoy this. <laughs> this is what the city of Santa Rosa wants you to do, and they will. I mean, you drive around, you see those construction uh, billboards that they can program to say things like telling you yeah. to save water, and it's dumping rain. But you need to save water because you are the reason that we have climate change because you're a dirty human using fossil fuels and you're wasting water, watering your lawn, right? So you are the problem. You need to conserve water. Then we'll get Lake Sonoma back up to its full capacity. Yeah. Right? Is the is their thinking. You know what you know what those uh PSAs remind me of of uh remember there was like this string of like NFL superstars that were caught on camera like beating the shit out of their girlfriends exactly <laughs> and then they, they came exactly and then they come out with this psas where what do they call them um what, what there's they no them? it's never okay it's, or yeah it's not okay uh, no uh yeah what yeah what was it god we got never all right or whatever but anyway they, they had these commercials where they're looking dead in the camera like telling you like it's never okay it's never okay to hit your wife. Like, yeah. motherfucker, I don't hit my wife. Like, you do. <laughs> you why, like, do. why are you lecturing me? <laughs> it was so condescending. You have the influx of that problem. Yeah. No, no, no. You're the one that beat the shit out of your girlfriend. Not, not, not me and my friends. Yeah. 
No more. No more. Ugh. God. <laughs> I wonder why that is so common in the NFL. It's That's not. <laughs> it's not. If you look up the fucking statistics, the NFL is better to their women than the average population. Really? Okay. I, yeah. That makes actually a ton of sense because it's better than curling. I doubt it. No. Curling? Are you kidding? It's fucking <laughs> bunch r- of gentlemen. R- <laughs> <laughs> Curling's the worst offender. <laughs> These guys are rampant. It's because they don't get it out on the ice. Exactly. They, they're not actually able to act out their violence. All right. Listen to these 13 ways to save water. You're going to love this. Okay. And I took, <laughs> I took notes of how we could do this. Okay. All right. Uh, number one, shower for five minutes. The average shower in America is eight minutes long. The EPA estimates that the average shower head uses two and a half gallons of water per minute. That's 20 gallons of water per shower. Take three minutes off your shower to help reduce water. Okay. This is something <laughs> that I could do. Okay. Okay. Of these 13 ways to save water, I could take a shorter shower. I mean, it's already pretty short. Maybe the wife could take a shorter shower. But since we already <laughs> live in California, we already live in California. We're forced to have very uh, low flow shower heads as, as it is. So I'm going to go ahead and say that by shortening my shower, I could save... Uh, five gallons of water per day. Okay. Assuming I showered every day, which I don't drive less. It takes about three quarters of a gallon of water to refine your, uh, trans to refine and transport the gas used to drive one mile. The average person drives 37 miles a day. You can walk to a place you normally drive or carpool instead of taking two cars. So if you walk two miles a day, you could save a gallon and a half of water. That's fuck off. That's stupid. No one's going to do that. <laughs> okay. That's just not going to happen. You guys walk to work. <laughs> exactly. Walk. Give me a fucking break. Like I have time to walk anywhere. No one has time. Insulate your hot water pipes. We've done that already. We've yep. been in this supposed drought. I mean, I'll, it's a drought. Fine. It's a drought. I will not argue that point, but we've been in it for what? Five years now. They've been telling us. Longer than that, I feel like my whole fucking adulthood. I don't know. Like we went over this actually one one of our first podcasts. We got a ton of rain. We got like record rainfall a couple years about ago. five years ago. Yeah, when Sebastopol was underwater too. I yeah. remember for yeah. a couple a good day or two. Uh, and there was like three out of the five years in a row that it was uh, above average rainfall. Okay, so the water pipes have Hence been insulated. The pivot from we're in a drought. This is because of climate change. Like it's all going to flood. Okay, yeah. <laughs> which is <it>? exactly. <laughs> Uh, clean your walkways with a broom instead of spraying them off. Who sprays off their walkways? Nobody. (laughs) So, okay. Install water saving shower heads. Again, we already live in California. Minimize the use of the kitchen garbage disposal. Apparently that is a uh, big water. It's not the wineries. It's yeah. Yeah. It's it's your garbage disposal. Okay. No one's (laughs) going to do that. Way too much shit. (laughs) Dude, I miss, I miss the, when we were in a bad drought and all that weird, like, like bar stool, like wisdom starts getting thrown around. Like, you know, it takes a gallon of water to make one almond. Do you know that? Right. <laughs> exactly. That's not true. Yeah, no, it's not. I have one in my backyard. I don't even water it. And the things fucking grows a million almonds. You can take it away. I don't want it there. <laughs> that motherfucking squirrel wouldn't steal them all. We would have a ton of almonds, but that's a totally another story. Uh, recycle indoor water and use it for plants. 
Instead of, instead of pouring a cup of water you no longer need down the drain, give it to your plants. Who's pouring cups of water and just pouring it down <laughs> just, the drain? You know, I didn't finish this one. I'm just going to fucking yeah. toss it, I think. Okay. I got to drive later. <laughs> Wash full loads of dishes and laundry. Who doesn't do that? Again, I don't <laughs> see that as how, who are these people they're talking about? So who got hired to write this fucking post because they, and <laughs> do they have pension for life and how much do they make in a year? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I don't know. It's dude. Actually it's green How many people are part of this bureaucracy? I really this group that produced this. It's a private company. It's green but they're, I'm sure they're getting money from okay. the government to do their this. boss patted them on the back after like turning this in as a project done saying like, this is, these are some good facts. I'm glad you brought these to the, people. exactly. They're getting a lot of practical value. Okay. So, uh, I won't go through all of them, but at, at the end of the day, the only ones that I could find that uh, could possibly I could possibly do would be the garbage disposal. Okay, throw things away instead of putting them down the garbage disposal and taking uh, shorter showers, right? Everything else on this has already been done because we've been getting hit over the head with this drought shit for five years now. So the pipes are insulated. The, the leaks in your house are taken care of. The uh, Choose tap water over bottled water. Yeah, everyone's already doing this stuff, right? So all this is to say that with this amount of savings, the number of households in Sonoma County is 188,000. If everyone in Sonoma County started doing these water-saving measures that were listed out right here, we could save, wait for it, 552 million gallons of water. So Lake Sonoma is 75 billion gallons low. <laughs> That's what the 39% low is. So we need to make up 75 billion gallons. We could save 552 million gallons by following these water-saving measures, bringing the shortage now to 74.5 billion gallons. <laughs> okay. I don't think a lot of people recognize the difference between 1 billion and 1 million too is like <laughs> substantial. It's like, Exactly. I think like... Uh, a million, I'm going to totally fuck this up, but like a million. A thousand millions. <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> six 600,000 seconds or something like that. And then a billion is like, I don't, I don't know. I'm completely like 40 years. Up. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's like uh, substantially different. So that's not. So that's I, I thought, well, what if we just like went to the extreme and said, all right, we're just going to say no one can use water for anything in Sonoma County, unless you catch it out of your gutter and you're harvesting your own rainwater, we're shutting off the water, basically genociding the whole entire county. Only we're the gonna, strong survive. We're going to kill everybody in Sonoma County unless they can <laughs> find their own water. <laughs> well, at that six, at that 70 gallon per day usage per household, if you killed everybody in Sonoma County, that would save 4.5 billion gallons, bringing the low now to only 70.5 billion gallons that we'd have to make up <laughs> in the start. fucking lake. It's a start. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm here to tell you, don't bother. Yeah. Go wash your truck, <laughs> water your fucking garden, spray off your walkway, do, spray off your walkway, <laughs> do whatever you want to do. None of it Take fucking matters. Shower, okay? treat yourself. Do not feel guilty about the drought that we're in. It is not your fault. Droughts happen naturally. They've happened for 
millennia. This is a very common occurrence. It's not like all of a sudden California has become a dry place. This is very common. All right. Now it's raining, so you can feel even less guilty. Go ahead and just use the water you want to. All right. It's not your fault. Let that guilt just slide off those shoulders. <laughs> Amen, brother. <laughs> Thank you for that, man. I'm going to feel a lot fucking better about washing my car this weekend now. Hell yeah. It's just another one of those things, though, just like all this shit we were talking about prior that they, they've, they've globbed onto. This is another way to control you, another way to make you into their, uh, you know, it's, guilt-ridden. It's, it's behavior modification. It's yeah. insane. It's climate change. It's the vaccine. Automaton. It's the drought. It's all at all these points in the same direction. It's behavior modification. It's mm-hmm. us telling you how to live your life, what you could drive, what you could eat, what to do with your water, what to do with your personal autonomy and your body, what to do with your child's education. It all goes in the same direction. Exactly. That's why I question all authority all the time. They're all psychopathic motherfuckers. Don't trust anyone. 100%. Hey, Polo, uh, tell people where they can find you and follow you. And I am um, all over the internet right now. Um, my The podcast that I co-host, Spitballers, you can find us on YouTube, Instagram, Spotify, just under... It's Spitballers with a Z, by the way. Yeah, just type yep. in Spitballers. Um, my creative marketing agency, we're on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, all that stuff under Fours Media. And then myself, uh, my Instagram handle is just Polo Greco. I'm on there posting stupid shit all the time, trying to entertain and build connections with people. So, uh, yeah, I'm Hell yeah. all over there. Is there anything else you uh, want to plug before we get out of here? I don't know. We went pretty deep, man. Uh, <laughs> I think we're good, but I just really appreciate you guys inviting me to do this, man. This was awesome. Absolutely. Fucking, appreciate you showing up. I can rip about conspiracy theories at any time. I, I think gotta this have you back. Is, uh, just the beginning of uh, something that's going to keep going. So. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you guys will have to come on ours. Uh, Absolutely. ASAP, and then, yeah, anytime, man. I'm, this is cool. Awesome. This is really cool. Cool, dude. Cool. Thanks, Polo. Thank you. Thank you. about now in the place to be too short baby getting real funky with the motherfucking dangerous crew bitch with that old school too short baby i'm so hard pimping these hoes on the boulevard but i'm not here to tell you about me i got a little story about a nasty freak she's the kind of girl you think about in bed blow job betty give him real good head bust a left nut right nut in her jaw sperm on her cheeks is all you saw she could blow more head than a well closed water blow job betty make your dick get harder she's a one of a kind a hell of a girl a trip and a half around the world catch her getting busy bitch wouldn't stop She's the kind of girl to make your toes pop. Every time I used to see her, I would know what's up. Blow job, Betty, better blow me up. I remember.